Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. Uh, and you're very welcome. I just ran a piece, actually. We sent a reporter down to uh, Bantry to ROAR, the, um, the Rural Animal Welfare uh, Resource Group, and they have been operating for a number of years, the trap, neuter and return uh, scheme uh, for feral cats and, and they've been doing it really, really successfully and it's led to somebody, including Teresa, said, really interested in that piece that you did. It's a pity that we don't have more uh, groups like that, particularly here in Mallow or the surrounding areas, uh, maybe then more stray cats would be uh, neutered. It, 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 they're charity groups, aren't they? They're usually just cat lovers that set up those trap, neuter and return schemes. Uh, usually, yes. Um, I know over the years, perhaps a bit more historically, there has been some kind of national schemes run by some of the larger charities. Um, but unfortunately, at the moment, I don't believe, it. certainly at least in our local area, there's none active. Um, trap neuter release schemes are, are really great. Um, I think they, they take a lot of organising, they take a lot of manpower. Um, but really, it's, it's working and making great strides to reducing that, that feral cat population um, long term. We all know that, you know, one feral cat can have a a, a, one feral unneutered cat can have a huge impact by producing a, a huge amount of babies who will then go on to promote, produce a huge amount of babies after them so the the population just really explodes if there's some unneutered cats out there so really trap neuter release schemes are essential to try They're and reduce that down it would be yeah. it would be great to see more of them. and sandy the volunteer was making the point that for people who you know start to feed a stray cat that comes to your door and a lot of people like to do that she said the best advice is get that cat neutered first 
and then you can you know you can still just feed it away and, and let it live uh, locally uh, but that's the best thing you can do because just feeding one cat suddenly you could end up with a lot of cats very very quickly absolutely you can and, and they'll they'll come to wherever the, the food is the best they really are, are quite good at finding a nice little place um, to, to get fed but what I would say is if, if you were going to, to follow that advice just to make sure that that cat's not owned um, normally feral cats will be very flighty um, so that can be a, a good telltale but even a pet cat in, when they're outside their home environment can be quite flighty and some of them do kind of shop around the houses for snacks so it's really important before you embark upon anything like that to you know ask around locally make sure that that cat is not owned by somebody else it may even be a case of checking for a chip checking for an ear tattoo checking for an ear tip um, so you know perhaps work closely with a trap neuter release charity to get that done or perhaps your local vet can be a bit of a challenge not a lot of local vets will have um, let's say the trap cages the trap neuter release programs would have so sometimes catching little feral cats can be a bit of a challenge um, but it can be done but just make sure make sure that they're truly feral and not just a little bit of a, a flighty home home and well-loved pet Okay alright um, straight into questions then um, Hi uh, Patricia I have a 13 month old Cavishan beautiful dog neuters the only problem is if if I leave her off the lead at any time when we're out for a walk, she runs away and won't come back. Any tips, please, would be much appreciated. OK, this is a really common problem and my heart goes out to you because one of my own dogs has really terrible recall. But they have a bit of an excuse. They're a sighthound and they traditionally don't have the best recall. Um I would say it's definitely something that can be overcome, but it won't be a quick fix. This is really going to be a project for you and your little dog to sort out because good recall is really essential if you do want to let your pet off the lead for their safety, but also for the safety of the other humans and pets around them. Um, So lots of ways you can do this. I would say safety first. The best thing you can do initially if you want to give them a bit of freedom, but not totally let them off the lead, is get a long line. So these are big long dog leads that you can kind of roll up essentially and keep a bit in your hand but gives them a lot more freedom to go and run and roam now there's a wee bit of a difference between a long line which is kind of just a like a big long dog lead and a flexi lead I probably wouldn't recommend a flexi lead they're the ones that almost kind of curl back on themselves like a washing line and they can extend and retract back they're fine in certain circumstances but if you have a flighty dog that's going about their business and exploring an area they can be a little bit dangerous if they were to recoil quickly so I'd normally in that circumstance recommend just a big long lead um, you can get them sometimes for vets pet shops online they are definitely out there that means that you have some time to play with your dog's getting a bit of freedom um, but you can make sure that they're attached to you and can come back. And that really helps with the initial training. What you need to try and do is pick a command, which will mean that your dog comes back to you. So that might be their name or it might be another phrase. Whatever you pick, stick to it. Always say it in the same tone of voice. Okay, so I think sometimes when they're not answering commands, we have we have a tendency to get higher and higher pitched in our voice as our frustration grows. But that doesn't help our pet out because they don't know what the word means. They they know the tone and the intonation of the voice. So say it really calmly and keep it consistent. So if if your if your um if your command is come back, just keep saying come back. Um and have a really high value treat. So you don't want to be bringing any old treats um, on a walk when you know your pet has lots of fun distractions and lots of things they'd probably prefer to be doing rather than stuck to your side. You want to bring the absolute tastiest thing they can imagine, but still safe for their tummy. I would say a real winner in our household is little bits of ham 
or little bits of chicken breast. Um, they go down really well. And in most cases for most pets, unless they have a dietary intolerance, are, are quite well tolerated. Um, so bring something super tasty on your walks when you're trying to train your pet to come back. So maybe give them a little bit of lead, let them have a sniff around and then give them their command, whatever that is, whether it's come back um, and try and get them to come, maybe gently encourage them with a little gentle, gentle tug on the long line. So they kind of pay attention, no dragging or anything like that, just a gentle encouragement and offer the treat out. Dogs have a great sense of smell, so they'll probably be able to smell it from a mm. distance away. And once they come back, give them all of the praise in the world. They are the best boy or girl you have ever seen and give them lots of fuss and then let them off and do a little bit more and just repeat that cycle over and over again. But the important thing is having a really high value treat, something they really, really, really love to associate with that command to get them to come back reliably. It'll take a while. It won't be a one week fix. It might be a few months fix but you will get there. Yeah and it's a young dog at, the, at 13 months now it seems to be behaviour issues this morning because uh, hi Patricia and Jane our two year old cockapoo hates being crated up uh, while I give a run to the shop for example. She is safe and can't get into any mischief but she simply hates being locked up. Only the other day I popped out just to bring in the bins and I left her free in the kitchen peeped in the window only to see her walking along my kitchen worktop It's like she can read my mind the minute she senses I want to lock her up she'll go in under a coffee table, she'll go in under a bed and no way can I get her out without stressing her and stressing myself. It's becoming a Knowing, after all, who is the boss here? I'm at my wits end. Now, I only crate her up once a week for maybe about an hour. Yes, hands up, she is spoilt because she's rarely without a family member at home with her. When we're at home with her, she is the sweetest dog ever. However, once I need to crate her, it's a different personality altogether. Thanking you. And if you can get a dog used to a crate, it's fantastic, isn't it? Mm, it really is it's a very helpful thing my goodness I can hear the frustration coming through it's it's you know it's a real challenge particularly when you have an, a little sweet angel of a dog until you try and get them to do something they don't want to do and then then things very much change a few quick pointers I'd say is if you want to get your dog used to being in the crate you need to do more than one hour a week you need to have it regular short periods probably a short period once or twice a day a really handy way of doing that is feeding time um, so my own dogs at home, everyone's different and everyone's situation is different. But my own dogs at home get crated for their food. So they will like clockwork. I'll come in for work at six o'clock, start putting on the kettle to make some food and they'll they'll pop themselves inside in their own crates ready and waiting for their food. So they're, you know, they're creatures of habit. And if we can really exploit that habituation that dogs really crave, then life might be a lot easier. So I think make the crate really comfy. You don't want it to be somewhere they, where they're sent when they're, you know, being being disciplined or being annoying or, you know, anything like that. It needs to be somewhere where they voluntarily want to go. So make it super cozy. It's like their little den, make it their cozy space and potentially make sure it's big enough. I think a big mistake I see a lot of the time is tiny crate for uh, a small dog and they don't really have enough space to move around. So make sure where you're trying to lock your pet is appropriate for their size um, so they can get up, wiggle and turn around and have a have a little puddle about. Um, and I think maybe try and train them very much like we were talking about with the last dog, getting them to recall when they're out and about. High value treats when you're putting your dog into the crate are really helpful. And initially you might have to be doing that twice a day, but maybe 
think about maybe potentially feeding them in their crate twice a day so that they know that that happens and they know it's a safe space but don't leave your pet in there for very long either so I think maybe start small start with five ten minutes and then let them out and work up to your hour that you're probably going to need for shopping but regularity is really really important here and I think another last tip I'd say is when you're leaving your pet in the crate a helpful way of giving them a high value treat but keeping them busy for a wee while so they don't scoff it is one of those little fillable toys there's lots of ones on the market there's Kong there's Westpaw I am plenty of them on the market but find a, a tough durable one that can be stuffed with lots of food whether that be your pet's own kibble a little bit of their wet food a small bit of cream cheese unless they have an intolerance to that and if you really want to give them a big challenge if they munch through that way too quickly you can actually always put it in the freezer and it makes it a little bit harder and that will keep their brain engaged a little bit distracted that's an exciting thing they only get when they go into the crate you might find that they eventually start lining up for it so it is a challenge but very Stick much with like it. our last caller you'll get there. Stick with it Okay listen as always a pleasure have a good week Jane and we'll talk to you next Thursday thanks for joining us You too Thank Bye bye Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street Veterinary uh, Group Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colours saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.